What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, at the time I'm recording this, we have just watched game five of the NBA Finals, and all I gotta say is, Warriors. <laughs> I may get my first prediction of Warriors and Six, but after I saw how game one went, I was like, oh, crap, this may be a little harder than I expected. I will admit that I downplayed the hell out of the Celtics, not because they're necessarily a bad team, but I just felt the energy, the vibes, and the throwback um, feeling of the Warriors and the Warriors that made me fall in love with basketball. I should say more specifically Steph because the Warriors are great and all, but y'all know why I'm here. I am here for Wardell, Stephen Curry, but we won and we have one more game this week if we can take it out in six. And if we can do six, I'll be super excited. But if we have to go to seven, unfortunate, but we're definitely taking that too. And all I have to say is Run us that ring, baby, because warriors. <laughs> Next thing I want to talk about is we know it's summertime and it's hot. Not like a little hot. It's like 90s all this week and it's all over the states. I have no idea how hot it is um, in other countries. All I have to say is we're fucking up the planet. We're fucking up the world. It's overheating. And if this is this hot now, and I hate it and don't want to be involved with it, hell is not the place for me. So I need to make sure I get my life together, keep my life together, because hell ain't for me. Yeah, I can't deal with these temperatures. You already know I'm a winter girl and not a summer girl anyways. So yeah, if y'all are dealing with high extremes of heat, please be safe, stay hydrated, and kind of do better about this planning, guys, because we're fucking it up, clearly fucking it up. This week, I want to talk about having walls up, okay? What is it or what does it feel like, I should say, for you to have your walls up? Are they consistently up? Do you take them up? Do you take them down? In reference to the title, Building Walls Brick by Brick, are you a person that lays one brick at a time? How are your walls for you? I know for me, my walls and the way they're formed and how long they stay up can depend on the circumstance and the person. And it's not to say that even with walls that I'm being unforgiving because there are instances where we can have walls up because we haven't forgiven a person or we haven't forgiven the thing that they've done and we're still in the offended stage. No, um... It can happen. I want to say yes, that that can happen, but that's not always the case. Sometimes we still have walls for other reasons. And mine are definitely situational. Recently, I had something happen that made me instantly want to put my walls back up. And as we all know, I'm really good at cutting people off. I'm really good at shutting down, which these are not things that I'm sitting up here trying to brag about. Like, ah, oh, look at me. I'm so great at it. Because as I've mentioned in previous episodes, there is a price you pay for being good at cutting people off. There is seriously a price you pay. You have to consistently, and I'm an overthinker, you have to consistently reevaluate and be like, is this a situation where I'm overreacting and this person doesn't deserve to be out of my life? Or is this a situation where they do deserve not to have access to me anymore and their time is up? 
their time has expired. And so I consistently have to go back and forth between that. And just because it's easy for me to walk away, that's not always a strength in my favor. Sometimes it can work against me. Now, I, (laughs) in this moment of putting up my walls again and wanting to shut down, like I've said before, we already talked about how cutoff game too strong and too well done can be a form of being toxic, but also it can also be a form of self-sabotage. And I was reading this thread on IG um, sometime this week, and I should have saved it for this episode, but I didn't. Sorry, guys. (laughs) And it was talking about how trauma responses can show up um, in different forms of self-sabotage and all of your different type of relationships that you can have in your life. And I've never really thought about it from that perspective. Of course, I knew that it could possibly be toxic, but a form of self-sabotage, I mean, it's it's like a duh, like of course it can be, but I never sat down and analyzed how it could be self-sabotage for me, like how it can affect my life from this specific perspective. And okay, so basically the reason that a way that it can come off as a form of self-sabotage with having walls up and all these kind of things. And one of the ways that I saw on the thread that fit me so perfectly was hyper-focusing on mistakes people make, even if the good outweighs the bad overall. They said that's a form of self-sabotage. So say there's somebody in your life who is a great person, right? They're good in all these areas. They mess up. They do something you don't like. They say something you don't like. Um, maybe something that's triggering, maybe something that's not triggering. Either way, you don't like it. You don't approve, right? What do you do? What is your response? They're good in every other way or they're good 98, 99% of the time. But this one time you're hyper-focusing on that. And that is a form of self-sabotage. And that's something that fits me so well. So I can have good people in my life and they do something that triggers me. They do something that I don't like. Um, It's not to say that I'm going to, 100% immediately instantly go to cutting them off. I may shut down, but that's with anybody in my life I will shut down to. And it's because I need time to think. I need time to really process, okay, what do I really feel? I know I may feel emotion, but what's causing me to feel this emotion? How did my mind get to this train of thought? Um, My emotion on the surface, I may be thinking it's one thing, but after I sit down and I take the time to analyze, I may come to a whole new conclusion that it was never the thing that was on the surface that I thought that it was. It was really this, but it was showing um, up as this and it was coming out and being reflective in this kind of way. So that's, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make an excuse for me shutting down because again, we've talked about how that can work against me as well, but I do have my reasonings for liking to withdraw, not having 60 million people's opinions to really take time and sit down and analyze why do I feel the way that I feel is what's on the surface, the truth of how I feel, or is there a much deeper reasoning? And if this is the reasoning, where did this come from? Where did this start? I really try to do self-analyzation and really dive deep so I can figure out how to not feel it again. Or if it does show up in my life again, remember that, oh, I learned this is a trigger for me. Okay. Now that I know that this is a trigger, 
I'll find a way to not let it trigger me at all, or at least nowhere near as often. So it doesn't have that power over me. But I'm definitely one of those people that say there is a person that's really awesome in my life in so many ways. And they do something that I'm just like, holy shit, not you. I will hyper, my brain will definitely, which is still me, I will hyper focus on it, on that one thing. And it almost, in a sense, in my brain will kind of, and not the whole entire time, but in that moment of instant shutdown immediately, me hyper focusing on that moment will instantly wipe out all the good of everything else. I don't care if the good outweighs the bad. I don't care if I have 60 million memories of everything being so great. In that moment of that first instant shutdown, my brain, and again, I'm an overthinker, is running through every way of how this one incident or this thing makes me feel. And I may have moments of thinking of the good times, but it's like my brain will make the the affliction or the situation that happened the the main star in my memories, as you can say. And I'll be sitting there focusing on that, focusing on that. And it will literally deplete all the good. It will make it seem like this person isn't that great of a person when they're freaking fantastic. They just messed up because they are human. So that is how it can show up in my life in a form of self-sabotage. But check this out, guys. I mean, not that surprising, but maybe you haven't heard of this before, the root of self-sabotage often comes from fear and insecurities from past traumas. Surprise, surprise, I think not. So much stuff roots back to our trauma, like even our triggers and all these kind of things, why we operate the way we do, why we think the way we do, why we interact with other human beings the way that we do. A lot of stuff always boils back down to our trauma, which is why I emphasize Go back and really analyze your childhood trauma. See how that shows up in your adult life. Analyze the trauma that you experience as an adult. Trauma lets us know we were hurt. Trauma lets us know, okay, this wasn't good and this shaped me in this way. Do I have to stay this way because of the trauma? Absolutely not. But does it affect me majorly? Did it do a core shift? Did it do a soul shift? Possibly. (laughs) Did it do a brain shift? Possibly. And it's important for us to be able to go back, analyze that, and figure out where the shift happened, where it changed for us. That way we can put in the real proper work to heal. And the traumas, if case you just need examples, can include difficulty in like different family dynamics, abuse, abandonment, neglect, over-involvement and so forth and so on. So long story short, um, when I was going through this moment of literally laying down my wall again, brick by brick, (laughs) I asked a friend of mine who is king of not trusting people and king of literally looking over the shoulder and being like, yeah, I mean, people say they're here for me, but I don't really know if I believe that or whatever. I asked a friend of mine basically what made them step out of it. What made them want to do different? Now, I will say that I have had multiple conversations with this friend and I've told them it's not good to not trust anybody or, you know, people are going to be here for you. We're here for you. Don't you know that? Can't you see that? Blah, blah, blah. So, of course, I know that cutting off everybody 100% is not good. I mean, all it does, if you're so good at cutting people off and you do choose to cut everybody off, 
then you're just going to be alone, which I'm glad I'm not at that extreme that just because I'm good at it, that means that I instantly do it because I would really be alone in a world where we're designed for community. We're designed for relationship. So I guess that would be a form of sabotage on myself, again, if it was to that extreme, but I never want to downplay my ability to do it because stuff that we are good at can become extremes. How I talked about the poverty mindset, I was really good at saving. And then when my fear started building, instead of my faith, it went to the saving, went to the extreme. That was almost more of a harmful thing to me than as a disciplined protective measure. So I asked this friend and basically they told me that they changed. They are not in that place anymore, which I can tell that. I can definitely tell that. And he reminded me of how exhausting it can be to not trust anyone around you. And that energy can be used in other places. He also reminded me how it can stop you from progressing as a person, which again, this is stuff that I've talked to him about. So it's like a duh, I know these things, but sometimes it's so important when you're having these moments of shutting down, when you're having these moments of looking around, can I trust even my inner circle? Can I trust the people who I think that I can trust? And listen, no matter if you love them or not, I highly recommend every single person Every single person, we should all be re-examining our inner circle consistently. And I don't mean like every single day and on like some paranoid stuff, but I mean, check in with yourself, check in and see if your inner circle is still a good inner circle for you. Check in and see if the people who are in your life right now are meant to go to the next chapter with you because they could still be great people and they could have been great people for you in that season, but they may not be great for you in the next season or they may not be as helpful and as enlightening um, in the next season. And it's not always hard feelings, but everybody is not meant to go with you to every level, every next journey, every next chapter. I mean, it just is the way that it is. And so I just have to say shout out to that friend for number one, growing, and number two, um, they were just so clutch in that moment because when I was in that moment of literally laying down the bricks to build up the wall again, they instantly responded and they instantly reminded me um, how exhausting it can be to not trust people and that if the people were meant to be there, they were going to be there. Like Basically, one of the things that I always say, they didn't say this, but in so many words, it reminded me of one of the sayings that I always say, which is it's already written. So like what's what's supposed to happen is going to happen. But I was so thankful and grateful to have that reminder in that moment. So it didn't cause me to build up the wall 100%. And I mean, because listen, your girl's a fast builder. I can lay that foundation down real quick and I can say brick, 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 brick. I will have a fortress by the time you blink. Okay, it's built. But I was grateful for that friend in that moment to quickly pull me back out and just be honest and real and raw with me and remind me of the price that you pay for cutting everybody off, of the price that you pay for not trusting the people, even the ones that God has placed in your life for you to be able to trust them, which that is a blessing within itself that should not be taken for granted. If you have people that love you and you have people to love that is a blessing. If you have people you can trust and people that can trust you, that is a blessing. So even though I had something that made me want to put my wall up, let me just tell you guys, I'm working on it. 
are we proud of me? I'm working on it. And so far, I have literally stopped myself from shutting down completely, which that is a big step. That is a really, really big self for me. And nobody else has to be proud of me for that. I'm proud of my damn self for not 100% shutting down completely. Um, but I will say, when I do pull back, especially depending on how close you are in my life, um, I'm there for my people 10 million thousand percent. So if you feel me pull back, it will be a difference either way, just because of how heavily and how hard that I love that you can feel when I'm like, mm, or something's a little off. But shout out to the people that pay attention that something is a little off and care enough to fix it. That should be applauded. That shouldn't be take it for granted either. And so I just want to say that, um, that it's all about balance, people. It's all about growing and learning. And that even though stepping away and shutting down and silencing the voices of others is very important and vital, I feel like Sometimes we even have to shut down our own voice. I know that just because I'm alone and don't want 50 other millions of opinions, sometimes I have to talk to myself and be like, I can't help me right now. I'm going to go to God, which is why I always emphasize staying in his presence, staying at the feet of Jesus, because my mind can be playing tricks on me. It's literally my emotions can be the stronger, overwhelming feeling, and it could be winning right now. My flesh could be winning. I need to go sit and talk to Jesus so the Holy Spirit can win and not my flesh. And sometimes you have to silence your own voice. Like, hey, you think you're feeling this, but you ain't even sat down quiet and long enough to think about, is this the real root issue or is this just surface level? And then you're going to get over the surface issue, still have the root problem and still be back in the same position and may respond even worse than the first time and so forth and so on. When a lot of this could have been avoided had you just silenced yourself especially if you're an overthinker, silence yourself. I'm an overthinker. I have to do that. It's so vital. It's so important. Just like you silence other voices, silence yourself. Talk to the one who laid it all out anyways. Talk to the one who's not going to come from a place of judgment, just a place of love. Talk to the one who is sovereign, all-knowing, sees beginning in the end, the alpha and the omega. I mean, this man has the answers, yet we still sometimes, and I know this is not all the time, sometimes still only try to rely strictly on ourselves or other humans who don't 100% know themselves and don't have all the answers. Okay, why not go to the one who created us? That is just my opinion. So that is what I do. And I just, I'm curious, what do you guys do when you have walls? How long does it take for them to come down? Do they ever come down? And in what ways do you guys self-sabotage your relationships in your life? Here comes a gym. Here comes a gym. Here comes a gym from MM. Mickey about to drop a gym. 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 Here comes a gym. Here comes a gym. Here comes a gym from MM. Mickey about to drop a gym. Mickey about to drop a gym. Mickey about to drop a gym. Okay, now listen up. All right, guys, so we're back with one of my favorite all-time segments that we do on BK, which is Gems of the Week. Again, shout out to my friend for my gems jingle. I hope you guys like it. If you don't, it's okay. I love it, so that's all that matters. But let's jump right into it. My first gem for this week, guys, is remember that everyone is human. Now, I know most of these gems that I drop are honestly common sense. And sometimes some of the gems that I drop have to be repeated because they're worth being repeated. 
but it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we need that reminder, just how I explained early in the episode. Sometimes when you're going through certain things, even if it's things you already know, the reminder is necessary sometimes. Feel no shame. It's no shame in the game. We all need it, including me. But number one, remember that everyone is human. That's a duh. That's a given. But we we deal with each other as if we forget that we're all human. We operate with the we operate and we respond to each other as if we forget that everybody is human. So like I said earlier, even the best people will make mistakes. And you have to be careful. I had instances in my childhood where I felt like I was on a pedestal and not in a good way, like a pedestal as if I'm trying to form you to be this person. And before people try to guess and think, oh my God, was it her mom? No, it wasn't my mom. I tried to mold me into like this perfect daughter to look like this be like this this is my example of what I think family should look like what I think a daughter should be and you better always make me look good because if you don't make me look good there's gonna be a problem and I hated being on that pedestal I was like this is like even before I had the proper terminology I knew that feeling made me feel gross and icky and honestly made me want to be rebellious now that rebellion is naturally in me I take full responsibility for that rebellion I'm not putting that off on anybody but that feeling did make me want to tap into my rebellious side a little more did I absolutely not but I I really did. I really wanted to because I was like, first of all, did anybody ask me what kind of daughter I want to be? Did anybody ask me what kind of human being I wanted to be? Or did people come up with this idea in their head, did not consult me and was just like, this is what it is. So this is what you should be, which is, again, why I stress the point. Parents be so surprised when their kids grow up in adulthood and they act so drastically different from their childhood. Well, children are only allowed to be the versions that you allow. You wouldn't be as surprised if they were allowed to express themselves more, say certain things, do certain things, or everything wasn't taken from a place of offense or that the blame was on you. Sometimes it's not on you. I mean, children are their own people, guys. They are their own people. And all of us are all borrowed people on borrowed time. Like, we don't own any of them. If I choose to have kids, right, and if God gives me that blessing and that privilege, They are just borrowed. I am their mother here on earth. I am a vessel. I push them out. I do my job to the best of my ability to hopefully raise them up right in the right way. But that's it. Like they their own people. They not me. I'm not them. They're going to have their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own emotions and their own desires and everything's in the way that God created them. If none of us are made the same, that goes for the kids. They may be similar, but they are still their own individual people. So try not to put your children on a pedestal or anybody which is why I say remember that everybody is human because we can do that. The same way I didn't like to be put on a pedestal in my childhood is the same way I have to remember that when I have friends that are great or relationships that are great or um, other family members that I have high regard and respect for and I love them, they can't be on a pedestal either. No one in my life, I can't put the relationship on such a high pedestal that when they mess up, I'm like, oh, tainted. Please, somebody get me the red paint and let me paint a scarlet red letter A on their chest. No, it can't be like that. I have to give them room to make mistakes and give them grace the same way I would want grace and forgiveness when I mess up. Because all of us are going to mess up. It's inevitable. It's just more like when. Try not to make it that often. 
and that goes for me as well I try not to make it that often but us messing up and us having disagreements and stuff with people it's inevitable if we all agreed on every single thing and thought the same way somebody is crazy or lying that's just my motto (laughs) all right second gem the power of empathy and forgiveness the power of empathy and forgiveness now a lot of men (laughs) and I'm not saying this is all men for the men that listen and they're like damn girl you just shitted on us there are a lot of you guys men that will talk mad shit about a woman and saying and dealing with a bad relationship or just bad um treatment from a person especially a man like will give us wow men will probably give a shit harder well I don't know because sometimes you think it's the men giving us the most shit but if you really look at the females in your life or you look at the females on your timeline in your feed you realize men don't even have to put in the work to hate women women hate women (laughs) like seriously Women hate women, whether you're a mom and there's somebody else trying to tell you, oh, you dress this way, how dare you as a mom or you're a wife, you should be uh, doing your wifely duties like this, this and this or, oh my God, a stay at home mom, no aspirations or, oh my God, a career working mom, but you're going to miss the play, you're going to miss the after school special, you're going to miss the awards day, like there is no winning. Women are sometimes the worst to women themselves. So men, please don't think I'm putting 100% all of this on you but okay don't act like y'all don't sit up and talk major shit about women who stay in bad relationships or just be like why don't y'all just leave why don't y'all just do this and do that and I just have to say this to point this point out although I agree that everyone must be held accountable for what they allow everybody and me included we all must be accountable for our role that we play in any situation that comes up right because I mean everybody plays their part whether big or little you played your part the danger that comes from that though that I've been realizing is that it may not just stop at romantic relationships that lack of empathy that quick to say oh mistreatment fuck it it can bleed in a family, friendships, business relationships, and so forth and so on. Because so many women or people in general are afraid of looking stupid or crazy or staying too long. Why do y'all think my cutoff game is so good? I have a fear of staying too long. Like, uh, at some point, I don't want to it. Okay, I missed the red flags. Cool. But if I'm consistently missing red flags or I'm consistently choosing to stay after I've seen 60 million red flags, that bothers me. Because in my head, I am not loving myself enough. In my head, I'm not protecting me. And if I'm not protecting me, not only am I failing myself, but I'm failing everybody else around me. Because nine times out of 10, the people who do love me and really want the best for me are getting the worst from me and the people who will be draining me and trying to take everything and build me down are probably getting the best which is unfortunate which can happen in abusive relationships and where there is a lot of trauma and trauma bonding and all that but that's a whole different episode right so women and people in general everybody needs to be accountable for their actions people in general everybody holds their own weight but I do think about how they be on our heads, ladies, 
they be on our heads consistently, but that can bleed over into other things. And like what happens when that's been engraved in a woman's hair for so long and then she gets married and then she's like, oh, this is embarrassing. You have me looking crazy. Nope, done, divorce. Nope, done, we're breaking up. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I've seen men that, wow, it's literally getting on my nerves as I try to get it out. But I've seen men when they'll be like, yeah, I can cheat on my girl, blah, 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 blah. But she needs to forgive me. But if the roles were reversed, it's, oh, no, I can't. I can't. Then they want to bring out the Bible and Jesus. Where's the Bible and Jesus when you were mistreating her, when you were doing her wrong, when you were treating on her? Then the first thing we want to say is, well, you got the power to leave. Y'all do too. Which is why y'all exert the power more often than not when y'all are mistreated. So I understand why guys be on our heads sometimes about like, y'all don't understand the power that you have. Women, we have some major power. We have some major power. Exert that shit. Like, There have been times in history where they have done sex strikes. Shit got done. Shit got done with the sex strike. We have power. And of course, the power is not just in your vagina. Okay. It's not just there. There is power all over us and within us. But the point is that we do have the power and I think we don't exert it enough. But, (laughs) but it is not on us. You have to take accountability for a man's shitty behavior. We can take accountability for what we stay and choose to put up with. Cool. But I'm not picking up the weight of your mistakes and your crappy behavior. And I already got to take what's mine. No, you have yours. I have mine. It's it's fair trade. But I just want to say that if we lose the ability to understand each other and give room for people to feel what they feel with no judgment, or sorry, not give room people to feel what they feel with no judgment. I just feel like the divide between us will just grow. And literally between all of us will just grow and deepen and the connection can be lost altogether. And that's the worst thing that could possibly happen because we're built for connection. We are built for relationship. Now, the problem is finding the right people who are for us, the right connections and relationships that are for us that will make us better. But We're built for it and we have to enact and move out of wisdom to find the right ones. So third gem, women are not responsible for men's shitty behavior. Let me say that one more time. Women are not responsible for a man's shitty behavior. I literally just explained this. Okay. Um, Women, we play our roles. We play our roles and not exerting our power. We play our roles and staying for too long. We play our roles and, you know, there are women who will be like, oh my God, I can't believe they left me. But I would be putting up with so, so, and so. That's the choice that you made. And that's what the man be talking about. That's the choice that we made to stay and put up with this and that. But them leaving and doing what they needed to do for them or what they selfishly wanted to do for them. Cause it's always, it's not always what they need to do. Sometimes it's just a choice and that's human beings where we are selfish natured individuals first. And you have to fight like hell to work against your flesh and fight like hell to work against the selfishness. But what I will say is that women have to carry the weight of the choices that we make. And back 
to the other point though, really quickly. Yes, it's our choice to stay and put up with it, but I do have to say, I do understand why women say that sometimes is like, you would not be willing to put up with what I deal with, or you can handle what you do to me. It's not to take accountability from what women still choose to put up with or whatever, or a person, but I'm speaking from the perspective of this way. Um, But what women mean when they say that, guys, is the same level of forgiveness that you want me to have, return it. Or the same way you would not be willing to deal with me or you would not like the kind of treatment you're giving me. Keep that in mind and just don't do it to me either. That's all that boils down to. If you wouldn't like it, don't do it to me. You don't want to be slapped, don't slap me. I'm just saying. I know I'm not encouraging domestic violence or anything. As we all know on this podcast, I'm highly, highly against it. But I'm just saying, that was my example. Like, you don't want it done to you. Respect me enough, love me enough to not do it back. Now, I understand what the guys mean. When it gets to a certain point where you see they're not going to listen after that, then you have to make the choice. Is it a deal breaker for you or is it not? But we will not. (laughs) We will not take the burden of men's shitty behavior. You got to have that homeboy. Like, bruh, that's on you. You decided you had the choice in whether or not you wanted to mistreat me or not. You chose the mistreatment. You had the choice whether or not you wanted to do me dirty. You chose to do me dirty. Now, do I have to choose to stay or do I have to, am I going to make the choice to forgive you and so forth and so on? We all get choices. We all get choices that lead us to where we are in our current positions in our life. We all have choices. The point is, is to make them out of wisdom. Highly recommend being in the presence of Jesus. I'm just saying. Because men, like I said, I have a friend and they'll be like, you know, women need to know their power and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, I get that. But, you know, I don't want women to feel the pressure of taking accountability for men shitty behavior. And they're like, yeah, of course not. I said, because a lot of men will try to use that excuse. Like you mean it this way, but a lot of men will try to use that excuse to excuse their actions, excuse their bad actions as that. And that's just not okay. Men, you have to be accountable because if we had to be accountable for our bad attitudes and the crazy shit that we do, y'all got to be accountable for y'all bad attitudes, the shit that y'all do, the bad shit that y'all do, the mistreatment that y'all do. Everybody holds their weight. That's the best way I could say it. Women, you hold your weight. Men, you hold your weight. And then everybody decides what they're willing to put up with. And that's just the way it should be. Everybody holds their weight. And another thing that it made me think about is something I always mention is, well, my God, men hate when I be like, of course, this doesn't apply to all men. But when I'll point out examples of how I feel like, oh, my God, men are so easy when it comes to women. Y'all will literally sleep with anything, be easily manipulated. There are multiple warnings in the Bibles for y'all for a reason. I understand that the older I get because my goodness. (laughs) But should women be blamed for a man's lack of discipline? Should we be blamed for a man's poor choices? Should we be blamed for them acting easy? Because even if they aren't, they're definitely feeding into what feels easier. Should we be blamed for that? No, we should not. They need to hold their own weight. And if y'all don't like to be called weak or whatever, 
aren't you kind of emphasizing that narrative that in a sense that you kind of are? And again, this doesn't apply to all men and I'm not trying to sit up here and bash men. I'm really, really not. But for the ones that be like, we're not weak, we're not easy, blah, 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 blah. But then you turn around and say, but women have all the power. So this is all y'all fault. Take the weight. So which narrative are you feeding into? That you're weak, lack discipline, and women have all the power, which is why you do what you do? Or do you just want to own that? I may not be weak, but I choose to like discipline. Because just because you like discipline doesn't necessarily mean you're weak. It's just that you have to get more discipline. You have to make the choice to get better and want to do better. All right. But man, aren't you kind of feeding into that narrative when y'all try to say it's all on us? It's all on us. What is it? Are you weak? Or are you not? Do we run this or do we not? Are y'all in control or are y'all not? Are you not in control of yourself? Because you're not in control of another individual. None of us are. Some of us may act like it, but none of us really are. We're all borrowed people on borrowed time. Please, BK family, let's remember that. And I'm just saying, if women really hold all this power, why do we need y'all in the households? Why do we need y'all as the head of the family? If everything is just going to fall back on women, what do we really need y'all for? Nothing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, but I'm just saying, when you sit down and you really think about it like that, when you're trying to put the blame all on one person, so if you really cannot handle these capabilities, why are you here? Or why do we look to you for guidance? Why do we look to you to be the head? Shouldn't the woman be the head? Shouldn't the men be coming to her for guidance and um, to lead the household and this and that? And listen, in the households where the women do lead, show out, queen. Show out. It's not an easy job, man or woman, to lead a family, to lead people. Because you still got to be able to know how to lead yourself. That's consistent. In order to lead properly, you need to be in the presence of Jesus. Because you ain't just going to be leading me out here. Because what you lead me to? Death, hell, jail, more trauma, more trouble. I can do that by myself. I can do bad all by myself. So what are you leading me to? If you're not leading me to more purpose, more love, more forgiveness, bettering myself, more growth. If you're not consistently talking to God, I don't want you leading me in any form or fashion. No matter what your role is in my life, if you're not, I, I, I don't want you leading me. Now, you can have your own personal choice about your relationship with God, but I, you cannot lead me. You cannot. I'm sorry. Unless I know that you regularly check in with him. In your own way. I'm not judging the way you decide to have your relationship and check in with him or whatever. But that's when it comes to leading. Now, when it comes to just you being in my life or anything, no. Because I, I respect everybody's decisions. If you don't want to believe in Jesus, that's fine. I respect that. I'm just saying, if you're going to lead me, if you're going to be my husband, you got to know Jesus. I'm just saying. And the fifth and final gem for this week. Is that my fifth and final? Yeah, because y'all know sometimes I say it's my final, then I come back with another gem. My fifth and final gem is know who you can go to about your pain. Know who you can go to about your pain. The right people when it comes to your um, problems in life is so vital. PMJ, that is Pastor Mike Jr. from Birmingham, um, from the Rock City Church in Birmingham, he said it so eloquently and well. He said, talking to the right people will empty you out, but the right people will fill you up. And I'm a firm believer, and just because they love you doesn't mean they can handle every problem that you face. They may want to be there, and their intentions may be great behind it, but sometimes they may make it work. 
even the people that love you can sometimes make it a lot worse for you. And that's just not what you need in the moment. You need to go to the proper people that can handle the problem and the situation at that time. And I just have a question. Have y'all ever had the moment of talking to somebody about a problem and they make it worse for you? And then you instantly regret opening up to them. You'd be like, damn, I should have kept this to myself. Or damn, you know what? You have me more fired up than the situation itself, right? So um, some ways that people can make it worse for you is they emotionally vomit on you. You come to them about your situation and now they have been triggered by your situation. They're emotionally vomiting on you. Or you come to them about your situation and now you can question like, they the fans like what's going on this is too much this is not the way I need your support for me in this season or in this situation you're making it worse another way they can do it is their response is overly aggressive or just doing the most like relax again who's more mad about this me or you okay um the third point is underneath how they can make these problems worse when you have pain is everybody think they can handle being there for you until certain problems arise I mean everybody it's so easy to be like I got you I got you no matter what life throws at you I got you I got you I'll be here whatever you need whatever you need yeah everybody can't handle it everybody cannot handle every single thing whether they love you or not they cannot handle it sometimes the people you love the most will make it so much worse and then even if it's not the people that you love if you go to the wrong people in a season of lowness if you go to the wrong people when you're most desperate if you go to the wrong people when you already looking at life a little hazy a little phasey you like it ain't nothing but a thing to risk it all right now you better go to the right people who moving out of wisdom. For real. You better go to the right people who are at least been there, done that, and they on the better end of it. Because if you go to the people who've been there, done that, and they still going back and doing that, that's not really helping you now, is it? Okay? You got to go to the people who's moving out of wisdom. You got to go to the people who's moving out of love. And you got to go to the people who's moving out of no judgment. A lot of times we'd all open up to each other, but you know it's going to take judgment and over explain. I cannot, st- guys, I cannot stand this. When you go to a person with your problem, you tell them this one thing and they ask you so many questions that are not relevant to the situation. They're relevant in a sense, but it's not needed to help you fix your problem. So now you're sitting here tell more, telling more parts of the story than you actually want to tell. And you're just getting annoyed at the question after question after question. And now you don't even want to open up at all. You're like, fuck it. I've done so much talking about the this problem itself. I don't even want to take the time to talk about the solution and figure it out. So we have to be mindful of that. But I think a lot of us will open up a whole lot more if we all weren't so judgy judgy. I think we all have moments of being judgy. But for the most part, I try to be very mindful of making a space for people where they're not judged because there is nothing like a feeling of knowing you can come to a person in your life you can tell them oh my god my vagina's falling off and they're just like oh all right let's figure it out let's let's put it back on you know like it's nothing there's not 60 million questions it's just like whatever you need how can I show up for you how can I serve you I'm not going to go behind your back and laugh and talk about you. I'm not going to judge you in your face. I'm not going to judge you behind your back. I'm just going to be here. I've talked about this before. We have to know 
how to serve our people. And the way that we may have served them in the past may not be the way that they need us to serve them currently. So it's okay to ask and, and check in and be like, hey, it, am I helpful? Am I being helpful right now? Am I making it worse? Help me help you. Which way can I make your life a little easier? Which way can I help the solution? Um, which way can I help this problem with the with the proper solution in this moment, right? And then last but not least, when it comes to making sure you go with the right people to handle your pain is... PMJ said he recommends getting confirmation from God about who can handle the pain. And y'all already know me. I say sit in the presence of Jesus all the time because it's so important. Um, You might want to get confirmation because life is hard and the problems we be going through. The worst thing you can do is take a problem of yours. I don't care how big or little. Take it to a person who don't understand. Take it to a person who's made it worse. Take it to a person who's emotionally vomited on you. Take it to a person who has uh, exaggerated your situation or hyped you up so much emotionally that they've taken you off the path of healing and sent you back on the path of destruction. I highly recommend getting confirmation from God. Gosh, should I even be talking to them about this? Am I supposed to be talking to anybody about this at all? Maybe this is something that's supposed to be just between me and you, God, and you have it that way for a reason. Am I even supposed to be talking to anybody? Okay, and if I am supposed to be talking to people, am I talking to the right people? So those are my gems for the week. And I love when we get to um, share our gems and drop our gems. So I hope that some of these are helpful and insightful. And even though a lot of this is like a duh and common sense, it's okay to have that reminder, guys. It's okay to have that reminder. All right, guys, that's all the time that we have for this week on BK. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me. I hope that you guys enjoy me talking about my walls and how they're up and how I stop them from being completely built. And I hope you guys can feel a little relatable when it comes to that. Also, I hope some of the gems of the week helped. Yes, I know that they are common sense gems, but it's okay to have a little reminder. And the most important thing that I have to say to close out the episode is warriors warriors and six baby or seven but either way we're gonna ring all right bye